0: thanks for being here. Let's begin.
1: Welcome to the Rankings Podcast, where we feature top founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show.
0: Chris Stryer here, CEO and founder of Rankings.io, where we help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings. You're listening to the Rankings Podcast, where I feature top business owners, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys. Speaking of top business entrepreneurs, I'm excited to welcome Joy Hawkins to the show today. Joy is the founder and owner of Sterling Sky, a consulting firm specializing in local SEO, the owner of Local Search Forum and Local U., Joy is a veteran of the SEO industry with nearly 15 years of experience. In addition to her duties at Sterling Sky, she's the author of the Expert's Guide to Local SEO, a columnist—I said that a little wrong—at Search Engine Land, a regular guest speaker at SEO conferences. Joy, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Chris.
0: Yeah. So, hey, I I love having you on the show. I love having uh, SEO geeks like myself on here, and. Take me back to the beginning of your SEO journey. How did you get started in SEO?
1: Yeah, um, so I I was going to school for advertising and um, decided to get a job doing telemarketing actually for a company that sold PPC ads. Um, And so I just started there and slowly kind of got interested in SEO and Google Places came out at that year. So my clients were all kind of obsessed with how to get Listed in Google Maps and how that works. So we just started testing all kinds of things and trying different things and um, kind of slowly took me down the path that led where I am today.
0: (laughs) So you were so you were a practitioner, you were taking like actual clients and prospects that came to you and you're like, hey, this is how you got to do or what you have to do to get results.
1: Yeah, because the company I worked for at the time, like they just did the ads part, they didn't really care too much about SEO at all, like they didn't want to be an SEO company, but I did. So I was kind of um, doing a lot of the work on my own time, um, trying to figure out how it all worked, Um, didn't really have anybody training me, it was just all kind of self taught, trying different things.
0: Nice. I I thought when you were first gonna say I was a telemarketer because I was a telemarketer. <laughs> I was that person that called you and tried to sell you AT and T that got hung up on a lot. Feel
1: yep. <laughs> really, you. Yeah.
0: So uh, where did where did the idea come from to to create Sterling Sky?
1: Yeah, it was more just out of necessity. I was working at a agency that I worked at for eight years, and um, I was particular about how I wanted things done. And I had a really high standard from what I've been told. Um, so I just wanted to be able to kind of have more say in um, what was being delivered and um, what kind of results to expect um, from doing local SEO. And I couldn't seem to find that working for somebody else. So I just decided to start my own agency.
0: Yeah, that, that's awesome. So, so what does Sterling's Sky do for people who don't know? Kind of give me the overview.
1: Yeah. So we we specialize in local SEO. We do PPC as well, but I usually tell people, you know, we work with um, any small business in Canada or the US that has a local audience. So customers that are local to them and they want more traffic from Google. That kind of summarizes what we do. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And I, I got to jump in here, guys. Um, so I work with Joy. I worked with her on several projects. We've had a ton of success together. We worked on a, a project for a Houston personal injury law firm and and a, a firm in Florida. And it's just been awesome working with her. So I was really excited to have her on the show to really show share her expertise because in SEO, th- there are sub- specialties in SEO. There's there's local SEO, there's link building, there's content marketing and and she's at the top of her game for local SEO and I, I'm just really excited uh, to talk about more about it, local SEO. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, so l- let's take let's take a a Philadelphia personal injury law firm. So, what would you do to help grow that firm with local SEO? That's a super broad question, I know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, normally with personal injury attorneys, we find it's a mixture of content links and what we call spam fighting. That's, I wanna say the, the primary things that we focus on for, for personal injury lawyers. So content, you know, depending on the business, sometimes we get clients that have massive websites and we don't really need to add much as far as new content. We are more working on like, how do we get more traffic to the existing pages? How can we restructure them? You know, build proper internal links, that kind of thing. Um, so that generally is where we start, but if the business doesn't have a ton of content, we've, we've had a few of those as well. Um, you know, adding pages is, is key, but I'd say like, you know, one pattern we've kind of noticed is that most of the traffic that we see comes from a set number of pages. So it's one of those things that if you're like, I already have a hundred articles and I don't really have anything new to write about and there's not really anything that I'm not capturing. We have seen lots of content pieces, that we've seen other agencies create not do great. So I think it's one of those things that um, we we focus on content but at the same time there I think there are diminishing returns depending on what type of content you're doing. Um, link building obviously there's never an end to that so that is something that just goes and goes as you well know. Um, and I would say that's probably true with spam too unfortunately like we we do see when we're first starting in a market there's a lot more what we call fake listings on Google that we like to remove. So anything from virtual offices to those uh, fake lead gen listings that we see a lot in the personal driller space. So you know the, the patient dog bite lawyer in Pasadena, California. That's like the name of the listing. So stuff like that. Um, that tends to come and go. So you know we'll we'll get a batch removed and then the companies that create these listings create a dozen more we have to get those removed, but it is kind of an ongoing process that we see.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. The, the legal vertical is just, just littered with spam. And uh, before we get right into that, I want to, I want to uh, just cover one thing you mentioned and I completely agree about content. You know, there's only so many keywords that can drive search volume and I see so many firms that just keep creating 500 word blogs, 500 word blogs, mm-hmm. and they cover the same topic. It just, it, it hurts you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Going over into the the spam side of things, there's two things you mentioned. Um, the first one, so what, what can a personal injury law firm do to combat local spam?
1: Yeah, it's just a matter of kind constantly looking to see, you know, is there are there new things there that weren't there before, and. Um, reporting them and then, you know, following up. And um, I think it's pretty commonly known these days that, you know, virtual offices aren't allowed on Google or um, co-working spaces often aren't allowed. We see more of these in the personal injury space than any other type of law. Like we don't see that same pattern with our bankruptcy attorney client, um, not the same level of fake listings. So I think it's just a matter of like uh, how aggressive these businesses are with marketing and and personal injury they're very aggressive so there's a lot of spam um but it's a matter of just finding it and I think one of the main things that people um don't do that kind of hinders their ability to see it is they you know they go on google and they do a search and they think that everybody else is seeing the same thing that they're seeing but we normally when we're scanning for this stuff we're searching from like various zip codes and market areas because someone in the same town as you will see something completely different even if they're like three or four miles away. Um, so that's kind of key and important. And we see a lot of cases where, like, our client might be ranking in their zip code, but the moment you get outside their zip code, all of a sudden there's all this crap um, that is showing up that is pushing them out of the results. And um, we use a few different tools to help measure that, but I think that's a very commonly misunderstood thing amongst almost all business owners we talk to.
0: Yeah, that's, that's like a nightmare for most SEO agencies, <laughs> honestly, is trying to share those local results and because they mm-hmm. differ from zip code to zip code. Let, let's take it back to like the foundation. If, you, if a personal injury attorney sees spam, they see a fake review or they see a fake listing, what's the basic way that they sh- should go about in terms of reporting that, that uh, violator?
1: Yeah, so for fake listings, Google has a form called the Business Redressal Complaint Form. It's a horrible name, but if you Google that, you should get to the right form, um, and you can actually f- submit fake listings through that form that will get reviewed by Google. Um, when it comes to fake reviews, honestly, Google is horrible at policing fake reviews, and like we don't even really spend a ton of time on it anymore because they're just so horrible <laughs> at detecting them. So what seems obvious to me, um, obviously, often is not obvious to Google. Um, but the only way to really report fake reviews at the moment is you can either flag them directly on the re- the review itself. There's usually a flag icon. Um, you can also flag the profile now. So if you see like a user that's just clearly a troll and not, you know, actually reviewing businesses that they went to, um, you can also flag the profile now. Other than that, you can post on the Google My Business forum. So it's a, uh, Google has a, public forum for all of their different products. So there's one specific to Google my business. Um, so I'm a moderator there um, and can escalate threads to Google, but that's uh, probably the best place to get input on if there's any chance the review is going to get removed or not. Cause oftentimes they don't.
0: Yeah, those, those are great tips. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate. There's just so much spam that you have to, you're it's, it's not only a promotional component to SEO. There's, there's also this defensive mechanism that you got to employ too. Mm -hmm. The, so I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment here and I'm going to kind of put my gray hat on. So in the middle of white hat and black hat, I'm going to bring up kind of something on the fence here. So in the personal injury space, there are many businesses that are changing their name and they're incorporating X firm accident injury attorneys into their their Google business name. What's your thoughts on the, the DBA strategy for local SEO?
1: So I would argue it's actually not gray hat. Google's completely fine with it. Um, so if it makes sense for your business and it's not a lot of money to, you know, redo your signs. And I mean, depending on the size of the firm, this is a huge undertaking, right? For someone like I've got some clients that they're just way too established to pull off any of that kind of stuff um, easily. I should say they could pull it off, but it would just take a lot of effort. So if you're like a smaller firm, I think it's a lot easier, right? If you have less attorneys working there and you have less branding to update. Um, it's fairly easy to do. I mean, you have to get a new logo, you have to get a new sign, you have to file the DBA with the state. Um, the advantages are are quite high. so it is one of those things I feel like uh, I was looking in California the other day and I think in San Diego, every single business seems to already be aware of this strategy (laughs) so it's not working as well um so that is a downside you know if it's one of those things that's like once everybody starts doing it we're seeing like you know the entire first page of results is all people with like keyword rich names and everybody's kind of gotten a handle on this a lot quicker than in other areas in the country so i don't think it's one of those strategies that's gonna be like you know really working well a couple years from now
0: hopefully yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I, I agree. So Google saw that in the past, keyword-based domains really had a benefit. So if your domain was Philadelphia PhiladelphiaPersonalInjuryLawyer.com, it would have a benefit over a generic name. And now what we're talking about, guys, is we're seeing business entity names. So if your, if your firm name was Philadelphia Accident Injury Lawyers, that has a distinct advantage over John Smith Law trying to rank in philadelphia for injury or accident keywords and it's it's pretty prevalent right now and as joy said go check out san diego just do a search i typed in and this is not in the personal injury space but i typed in san diego criminal defense lawyer and i believe that exact name is a firm name in san diego so um
1: There's one in personal injury as well. I think it's San Diego Personal Injury Attorneys is the name of their firm. It's like an exact match thing. And there was this whole article written about them from their SEO company that they actually ended up um, subpoenaing Google because they wouldn't stop getting their listing suspended (laughs) because people kept reporting it thinking it's spam. So that is the challenge, right? If you go with a keyword rich name like that, you're going to get a lot more reports from people going, oh, this isn't a real business, which they ran into.
0: Yeah. And, and not only that, just in, just in California in general, we see people just converting the category name from personal injury to criminal defense and just generic. So it's just one of these things you, you guys are going to have to fight um, and look at, but I, I would encourage anyone listening that's maybe starting a new personal injury law firm to really take this uh, into consideration because it can be an advantage to, to enter a market more quickly uh, where other firms are more established but maybe don't have a keyword in their name. So on the local uh, Google, my business forum or on the local search uh, page, it says that local results are based primarily on relevance, distance and prominence in your opinion, because prominence is, is, you know, that's, that's hard to define in your opinion, what encompasses prominence from a local SEO standpoint?
1: Yeah, so we actually did a study on this recently. Um, So it was kind of based on prominence, um, but it was also looking at these things called place labels. So on Google Maps, um, businesses, certain businesses have labels on the map. Like they have um, something that actually says like, McDonald's is at this location when you zoom in and stuff. We were trying to figure out like why some businesses get them and some businesses don't. And it comes down to prominence according to Google's help center. Like businesses that are prominent get places, labels, businesses that aren't, do not kind of thing. So the main factors that we saw that contributed um, to prominence were things like um, interaction rate. So, you know, are people actually interacting with the listing, Click. think of it as like click-through rate. Uh, reviews, definitely, or um, one foot traffic is another. Um, so, you know, how many people actually show up at the location? Obviously that is more of a thing, I think, for certain industries than others. Um, but if you have a really high traffic, you know, law office that's got tons of staff and people coming and going every day, that could definitely help. Um, build up prominence, um, search volume for the business was another one. And, um, then I would also say backlinks, um, are big and yeah, I've mentioned reviews already. So th- those are the kind of the main factors.
0: Yeah, def- definitely. And, and I completely agree and, it, and a lot of this, so one of them backlinks, it comes back to backlinks guys, if you, as long as you're doing high quality link acquisition and you're creating content that can earn links, you're doing, you know, these press mentions that kind of keeps you in the safe territory, as opposed to, you know, maybe buying sponsored listings or donor sites and some of these other tactics can really, you know, it can put you at risk. In so let's talk about, let's say we have a personal injury law firm. Let's say they're in, let's say, let's use Houston. They're in Houston and mm-hmm. they're doing great there. They have a personal injury law firm that's just crushing it. So what's the right way? Say they want to expand their territory. What's the right way to expand their territory and open a new office?
1: Yeah, so it's a matter of looking at where you currently rank and then finding areas that you don't rank in yet. So funny example, Chris. We have a shared client in Houston for, for <laughs> contacts here. Um, but if you open an office and you already rank in that area, Um, What ends up happening usually is that one of the listings um, ends up getting filtered. So we we saw this with our Houston client that opened an office in Katy. Um, Their Houston location actually ranked in Katy already. So for the longest time, their new location didn't rank anywhere. um, And their, their old location that was much further away was ranking. As the new location started to build up prominence, get some reviews, things like that, we started, we kind of saw the flipping happening where now the Katy location is ranking in Katy instead So sometimes they rank together. It is really unlikely. So I usually tell people, you know, don't count on that happening. Don't think like, Oh, if I open an office down the street, I'm going to rank twice in the three pack and boot one of my competitors out. Um, And usually it's a good idea to only open an office when you don't like have any presence there um, to kind of maximize your exposure.
0: Yeah. And, and one of the things I want to point out guys is, is, you know, if you were in St. Louis and you Googled best restaurants near me, you wouldn't expect to see Chicago restaurants. So they're going to show in the map pack, the, the businesses that are near the, the search query, the consumer, the, the, the proximity is a huge factor. So a lot of times when individuals are considering expanding, let's say you have a Houston office or Philadelphia or Chicago or whatever it might make sense to actually stay in your near vicinity and maybe just stay in Chicago, but maybe you're in North Chicago, maybe go to South Chicago because you already have a lot of those keywords, a lot of those mentions on your site, as opposed to going and trying to enter a new market and say San Diego, because you can already kind of utilize your existing assets uh, to help you expand. So, Let's talk about favorite success story or case story that someone who's, who's used your service. uh, What comes to mind, Joy?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've, we've had, it's hard to, it's hard to choose one, but um, I'd say we've, we've had a lot of success in the um, personal injury space when it comes to just um, simple, what I call simple anyways, um, kind of on-site stuff. So we've had cases where um, there was this one client that we had that came to us that had very, very few rankings, um, in the three pack. And we noticed they rank really strong organically. So um, a lot of just, like I'll, I'll kind of give out some tips here. A lot of internal linking um, will impact three pack rankings. So one of the first things we did is, you know, we went onto their site and made sure like their homepage linked to the various internal pages that were targeting those keywords that they wanted to rank for. And we saw a lot of um, three pack rankings as a result. So that's kind of great. It's always great when you get a client that already has the organic rankings, and makes it a lot easier to kind of tie it all in together. Um, But yeah, I normally find like a lot of the success stories are just people's misunderstandings that they think they rank one place, so they should automatically rank in the other, and those two don't quite work the same way. Um, So I wanna say internal links, and um, we've also seen some really good success recently from consolidating site menus. So we get these sites that have giant menus on their site, you know, you drop down, and then that page links to like 15 other pages. you can actually do more harm than good a lot of times by doing that because you are like splitting your page rank essentially. Um, So we've had similar cases. One was a personal injury firm where we consolidated their menu because they had all these services and they're like, we don't even really care about medical malpractice. I'm like, well, then why is it in your menu? (laughs) We took it out of their menu. We see lifts to all their other services as a result. So that's kind of an easy win that we've seen several times.
0: Yeah. That's a great tip. That architecture Mm -hmm. tip. I see that just, everyone thinks they have to jam as many items as they can in the menu, but it just dilutes the equity to the, your important pages that you really want to drive attention to. Not only that, the traffic itself, there's, mm-hmm. there's more options for that consumer yeah. to go. So it's not driving the traffic at, which is another signal, which is kind of going down a rabbit hole, which is why I think scholarship campaigns and things mm-hmm. like that used to really work in the past. Cause they really drive up a ton of traffic to your site. The, one of the things I, I didn't have prepped, I didn't prep you on this, but I'm going to kind of hit, I, I'm confident that you'll have this here. So what what's some local SEO tools that our audience should use?
1: Yeah, so um, my go-to, and this one is not overly user-friendly because it's it's kind of clunky behind the scenes. But once you get used to it, I, I can't live without this tool, um, is Places Scout, And it's what we use to kind of track ranking on, um, they have these things called geogrids where you can basically like check your ranking for a single keyword across like a huge geographic area and it'll tell you where you're ranking and not ranking. So we use that so often for like that situation you brought up, Chris, where you have a client that wants to open a new office. They want to know where to open it. I use that tool to figure out like, where do they stop ranking? Where's the line essentially? Um, So that's one I I would say I can't live without. Um,
0: I love that tool too.
1: Yeah, we also use Bright Local a lot, uh, Ahrefs. Those are kind of well-known, White Spark. And then I'd say for review and reputation management, our go-to is gather up.
0: Nice. Yeah. Those are all excellent tools. I, I, I have to a hundred percent agree on places scout. There's not really anything like it in terms mm-hmm. of trying to determine where to place a new office or to try to check those multiple zip codes. And I, I've got to say too, they've really figured out their way to monetize that software I feel like when I buy credits there, I just they go, go the, the same day, yeah. but, um, yeah, those are great tools. So, so let's shift to an individual that wants to expand and improve their local SEO acumen. You know, what would you recommend for someone that wants to improve their, their local, local SEO skills?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I think it comes down to just like the the three things I was mentioning, like on site optimization, link building, uh, removing spam, you know, the bigger market you're in, the more likely that's going to be a problem. Um, On the business side too, reviews is huge. You know, if you're not implementing a really aggressive review strategy, uh, you're going to lag behind. So we're seeing that kind of time and time again, we have We have one client I know in particular, that's like way behind when it comes to numbers of reviews. And we just don't see the same conversion numbers on their cases that we see with other clients that have a more competitive number of reviews in comparison to their competitors. So it's, it's challenging because, you know, if you've only got a certain number of clients, like you can only ask for so many reviews. Um, but that is one thing that every business owner should, should definitely be doing if they're not already.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. One thing I want to mention too, specifically for personal injury law firms, a lot of times you get these, the different types of personal injury law firms where one will take every single case and settle it pre-lit, you know, and they, they take soft tissue so they get a high volume amount of clients so they get more opportunities for reviews which could in turn help your local SEO versus maybe someone with more of a reputation that just tries the big cases, these these major injuries. Well, if, if you're not settling very many cases, that could help hurt you from an SEO standpoint, cause you're not getting as many review opportunities.
1: Yeah, that's about point.
0: And uh, so who are, who are some of your SEO mentors and, and influences today?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, starting into this, when it comes to everything to do with Google Maps, um, Mike Blumenthal was a huge one for me. Um, I want to say I followed every single thing he posted, everything he did, everything he tweeted. Um, So he was kind of my mentor um, when I first started in the industry. Um, I mean, currently there's, oh, it's hard to pick like one person, but um, I mean, as far as watching um, what people publish and stuff, some of the people I follow on Twitter that I think have some decent stuff is uh, like Marie Haynes, um, anything she comes out with, I normally read. Uh, I like Cyrus Shepard's stuff um, at Moz. Uh, Chris, honestly, anything you put out, I read. So
0: awesome. Thank That's, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the uh, Maria and uh, Cyrus, he, he's such a nice guy. I, I've mm-hmm. only briefly interacted with him, but I've always just had a really great experience with him. And, and I, I've actually, I, you know, I've read a lot of Mike Blumenthal stuff, but I've actually never met Mike, and uh, yeah, he's he's just he's a legend in the local SEO space too. So, you know, wh- one final question here: Is there anything that that you want to talk about that we haven't discussed?
1: Yeah, well, it's somewhat of a new feature, and maybe people may not be aware of this yet. Um, Google did launch—I uh, don't know what we're calling them—it's almost like attributes for reviews a couple of weeks ago to lawyers in general. Um, so now when people leave you a review, Google's actually prompting them to specify what things they liked there. So like they'll ask, was this person professional? Um, were they responsive? Did you get a good value? So now it's um I think it's Google's kind of response to people not putting enough information in their reviews. So they're actually prompting users now. So you'll start to see that on the reviews that come in on your Google My Business listing. You'll see like the, the attributes people selected. Um, and you can't control that that's something Google comes up with, but they have like a set list um, I think, which is the same for any type of lawyer.
0: Yeah, I just started noticing that and I got to give a shout out to Joel Kleck. He has a, he's just a top notch copywriter and that's gonna make his job a lot easier to identify mm-hmm. those unique selling propositions or just any copywriter in general. So it may be a way to differentiate your firm if you see some, some comments that are different than your competitors because we're all looking for those, you know, those unique selling propositions. And uh, guys, we've been talking to Joy Hawkins, founder and owner of Serling Sky, the owner of Local Search Forum and Local U. Joy, where can people go to learn more about you?
1: Yeah, so um, social media, I'm, I'm definitely the most active on Twitter. So you can get me on Twitter at Joy Anne Hawkins. Hawkins. Um, I also run a completely free um, forum dedicated to everything to do with local search called the Local Search Forum. So that's like kind of a good place to go if you're trying to learn more, if you have a question and you kind of want answers. um, My team moderates the forum and watches for posts. So we do a pretty good job of making sure they all get responses. Thanks for listening to the Rankings Podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes.